0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Comics Collective, the weekly comic book podcast where we talk about our favorite comics, graphic novels, and on episodes like this, talk to some of our favorite creatives working on comic books right now. I am your co-host, Dallas. And I'm your co-host, Evan. And today we are joined by W. Maxwell Prince and Martín Morazzo to talk about their new comic book, Art Brute. Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. We did (laughs) great. Nice. Um, So I had heard rumblings of Art Brute over the last few months, and then when it showed up in our review folder, I was pretty excited to check it. I'm a big fan of Ice Cream Man, but I'd never checked this book out before. If I understand correctly, this is a re-release of your first project together, correct?
1: Yes, it was uh, released under a different name, um, on IDW publishing probably uh, six to seven years ago.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm curious, what goes behind re-releasing this? Um, did you just want more people to see this that hadn't before, or is there a deeper reason?
1: Yeah, I mean, Martine's going to um, get bored because I'm. We, we have a few of these this week, and I tell the same story over and over again. <laughs> but, uh, f- forgive me, Martine, for it's really long repeating worry. myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the first book Martine and I ever worked on. Um, at the time, I had gotten some something published through IDW. I kind of had this little weird novella in the works at Image, um, but wanted to do um, a series of some sort. Um, and I had this idea to do it around one of my, my big loves, which is, uh, fine art, classical art, art history. Um, and the, the kind of pitch that I gave to artists, I I reached out to a few artists who at the time I I was interested in and whose recent stuff that I had liked and, you know, knew that they weren't like too big to completely ignore my emails or, uh, whatever, um, and the pitch was kind of like a complicated one, which was like, oh, I need you to, to, you know, draw in your style plus also superimpose famous pieces of art plus also draw what you think it looks like inside that piece of art, half in your style and half nodding to the style of the original artist um so you know it's kind of a tall order for (laughs) a little bit (laughs) um yeah (laughs) for for an artist and martin uh it was the only person who was like i get it yeah this is awesome (laughs) this is going to be such a fun challenge and so we did the book um we got a contract for four issues and we worked with a colorist named uh matt lopez and the book kind of uh came and went um as uh, a lot of sort of creator-owned stuff on IDW at that time tended to go because you know they have such a big focus on licensed comics and their, their big uh, you know sort of corporate IP like Ninja Turtles and Transformers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we were really proud of the book. The, the, the book, you know, from two people who are big comics fans, we would read it front to back and I think we both thought it, it really stood up and, uh, you know, competed with some of the the best books on stands. Oh, we were unfortunately forced to change the name at the last minute uh, mm-hmm. because uh, Vertigo had a book called Art Ops coming out at the same time. Um, and so we had to quickly come up with a new name, and I came up with a terrible name um, called The Electric Sublime, and that wound up... <laughs> I'm sure not helping uh, attract any more readers. Um, but basically we, we did this book and it was, it was the way that Martine and I learned uh, about each other, met each other, learned how to work together, learned about, um, you know, how we both work with a comic script, how we work with a co-creator over email, um, you know, how we can sort of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, and at the end of, Uh, finishing our brew, we had kind of really hit our stride and, and uh, we were just really having fun, I think. And so we were like, Oh, we got to work on something else together next. And this kind of weird half idea I had slowly turned into ice cream man and ice cream man turned into, you know, this weird thing that's, we don't even fully understand how it's still going. (laughs) Um, but, um, even though ice cream man is, you know, I think our best work and, and, we try to make each issue our best issue. Um, We've always had a really soft spot in our hearts for uh, this first story we did together and always kind of thought it was a little ahead of its time. Like it's actually really good. You know, it's not like a, I mean, I made it when I was, we're talking about seven or eight years younger now than than I am now. Um, And most of the stuff that I wrote when I was seven or eight years younger than I am now, I can't look at without being completely embarrassed. Uh, but uh, this one, I think we both look back and the, the art is amazing. The writing is is really good and the premise is fun. And so once we got the rights back to it, um, I talked to Eric over at Image and they were really excited, especially when we said, can we release it under its original name, the one that we always wanted to release it under. Um, so that, you know, kind of led to new covers and backup stories and all these fun ideas to make it uh, not just a re-release but like a really rich experience for whether you've read this old book or whether it's your first time coming to it
2: yeah it definitely still feels like a very fresh story so i was really excited i I didn't even realize at first uh, dallas told me right before the interview that it was a re-release and i i just thought it was the next thing after (laughs) ice cream man so it definitely uh flows very well into like modern interpretations at least from my standpoint
1: I mean not to sound mercenary, but I hope a lot of people don't realize that. I mean we're we're being very we're being very upfront in solicitation copy that it is a re-release, that it's you know, we're not we're not trying to trick anybody, but you know, the more people that are willing to take a chance on it and don't think it's just some repackage or something. Uh right. we would we would love love more people to to be into it.
3: And luckily not many people read the original one, so it, it won't be yeah, like I mean, repeating it.
1: Yeah, Do- dozens of people enjoyed the, the the first release of it. So. Okay, yeah, now we're looking at maybe tens of, of
3: dozens.
0: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it will be interesting to see how people react to this because I mean, I love Ice Cream Man, but it I'm impressed with how long it's been going. I've grown very used in the last few years to comics having twelve to eighteen issues, and then disappearing forever you know and ice cream man keeps coming out it keeps being excellent i think it'll be really fun to see a new audience put their eyes on this book thank you yeah it's impressive um i guess something i'm curious about from your pitch uh martin how did you approach that tall order to blend your style classic art and then homage all into one that sounds like a lot
3: (laughs) yes it, it probably it was but uh I I love you know when, when I'm when I'm about to draw I I, I love to to approach a, something I feel is challenging in in a way like to have an idea of how to solve it. Uh, well, we did that a lot in Ice Cream Man, like with the palindrome issue and the three stories going at once, and and, and many issues that I like. Okay, I have to th- to think of this, even though Will has his ideas, you know, and, and sometimes even draw uh, with, with stick figures the whole issue, you <laughs> know. I have to find a way to solve it in my style with with, with, with the final drawing, you know, and with uh, with uh, Art brute, It was amazing because uh, it, it it was a bit stressful at first. I remember uh, the first one I had to do was like the background of the Mona Lisa, and I and I got really stressed about what to put in there because I I, I don't want to make mistakes in terms of reference, you know, like doing a background that wouldn't fit uh, realistically of what a background should look behind Mona Lisa, you know, like, and, and I had a little, too little uh, info on that, you know, because you only see like some sort of uh, landscape behind her. But um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of get um, more confident with issues, and like in issue four, I did some I think more of the stream ones like throwing uh, inside the Guernica of Picasso's Guernica. And it was like really fun by that point. And, uh, and I was like, I, I think I'm handling this respectfully. So probably somebody would say like, Oh, look what this guy did. Uh, it, it's really wrong, but it would be like, okay. In terms of the information i I was trying to, to, to put there. So I was, a bit more relaxed. And, and then I was sad that we didn't do more. You know, I I, I kind of uh, got the taste of it and, and wanted to do more. So
2: now that you're kind of reapproaching it, is there? did you learn anything like big over the past few years, especially with like uh, how much work you had with Ice Cream Man or even at Marvel? Is there anything new you're bringing to the approach of um, handling the art now than you did in the past?
3: Yes. I have more tools let's say I, I have more experience <laughs> so everything there are things that I can solve in a minute and it took me like probably a day of work before just that more experience and and, and I think I'm, I'm sure will works the same you know like uh, he, he probably took longer to, to write a script before try to figure out a scene or something like that and then he's doing it more like faster now but uh, I know he kinds of uh, get uh, uh, more complicated stories. So he always keeps getting challenges and it's the same for me in a way. You know, I, I don't want to be like a drawing ice cream man and do it like, uh, you know, with my eyes closed. I, I, I We always find things to, to get more... Uh, to try to improve our work and, and 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 that is awesome, you know, and and probably the format of ice cream Man allows us to do so, you know, the the, the anthology. Uh, and but uh, what happens mainly with with art brut is uh, I kind of read it again every year, always expecting to feel it dated and, and 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 saying I could do this better today. And it's like I still love it. I think I I still think it's great, even though it's. Almost seven years uh, old, and uh, and and I said, yeah, probably there are some panels. I would say oh the, I, I would do this again, but but it's mostly okay, and I love it. And w- when I finish it, I said, this is so good, you know. It's a, I know it's a. a I say it uh, humbly, you know, but I feel always it's it's great for me. I love it. I completely love it.
0: I love that. Um, so this is kind of a question for both of you, however you want to approach it. How did you go about blending like high art history with comic booking? Like I, I also, I love comic books. I love comic book art. I love the kind of art that you see in galleries. Um, was there a special approach to blending those together for art brute to make them accessible for other people or how did that come about?
1: Well, so I'm a, I, am ai I mean, this is ages ago now, but uh, I studied quite a bit of art history uh, in college. Um, And it was to this day, probably, you know, my favorite classes that I've ever taken, the most intense exams I've ever taken. Um, I was telling Martine this the other day that, you know, you you would study um, about 200 pieces of art for the exam. And then you would enter. Uh, the auditorium with the lights off, and they'd project a piece of art onto the screen. And the piece of art that they projected onto the screen was none of the ones that you studied. Um, what you had to do was use your understanding of the art periods, of the art styles, of what was going on during certain time frames to say, this is why I think this is a piece by this person and that it was drawn in this style during this time, because here's all the evidence that you know it's a, an impressionistic work or it's a, a piece of uh, Gothic portraiture. And um, this was during the years when you didn't have to pay for uh, paper at the, at the computer lab. Um, so I would print out these really crazy, I, I made these crazy index cards uh, where I would print out the piece of art in color cut it out, tape it to the index card, write all the sort of top level pertinent information on the front, and then write all the little sort of more obscure factoids on the back. Um, at the end of college, I was able to sell those back to the university for like $350. It was like the most money I had ever made at once at the time. Um, but yeah, so I've, you know, I I did not pursue art history uh, as an occupation or, uh, or, you know, uh, work at a museum or anything, but I kind of carried that appreciation for it with me through adulthood. And um, it just kind of seemed like a natural fit for me as a writer to join the two. Once I was like, Oh, I'm a big comic reader and I'm interested in making comics and I want to write for this medium, but I also kind of want to include things I'm interested in and, and things that, you know, kind of spark ideas in my head. And so it was just, um, it was like, yeah,
0: why not? Why not do both? I like that a lot, um, Martin. Did you have a background with art history as well, or what was your approach coming into this?
3: Uh, n- not too, not too much. I, I I'm used to take, to look at a lot of uh, art books. I mean, like a uh, Picasso's or Van Gogh or the, the usual, most popular things, and then. Uh, I studied graphic design at university and then I, uh, I had a history class not as difficult as what Will was describing but I had to study a lot mostly modern art which is uh, the one that interested, interested me most and, uh, and, and and I always loved it, I, was, I always felt that uh, uh, I was very interested in the ideas behind the paintings and the sculptures and, uh, and what when Will approached me, it was like, "Oh, this is awesome! How come nobody did this on a series of of comic books?" And it was like, "Yeah, I want to do this. It it's it sounds great," and, and I was completely in at the minute he wrote me. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that's that's mainly my 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 approach to it.
0: I like that.
2: So Martin kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when you were talking about the pressure of. Um using these different pieces but you're when you're writing and creating this you're kind of making a, a whole new mythology around these different pieces like guernica and mona lisa which already have interpretations and you know real world context so was there any type of Did you feel any type of pressure of a uh, responsibility in working and shaping like almost a new legacy for these art pieces going forward
1: uh for me it sort of straddles a line i mean um kind of what martine was speaking to before um you know two kind of casual observers of art you look at the mona lisa and you're like oh there's some greenery in the background and uh, i think i see a bridge over there uh but like real you know um sort of academics and art historians have done the work of figuring out oh she's probably actually posing in this place which during this time, which was like this, um, and you know, Guernica obviously has uh, is a, a big part of military history and, and political protest, um, and so you kind of want to um, do your homework and and be true to the, the the kind of you know work that these art historians and academics have done to give us more context about painting. But then also, it's a fantasy story, you know, where there's a big flying monster in the back of some of these paintings, um, and so you also have to kind of not not be too precious about it because you're gonna, you know, um, destroy blow up a be- blow up a beloved institution. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, <laughs> blow up a, a beloved piece of modern art and, and the building that it takes place in. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of a mixture of both. You know, you, um, the art itself uh, demands respect just because it is, you know, the stuff that has been with us for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. Um, and then also we're comic creators and want to have fun and put, you know, action sequences and weird floating dudes um, into the background. And so we kind of say, oh, well, yeah, we'll, well, we'll draw that bridge and make the landscape believable. And then they could walk into a more surreal part of the painting that where we kind of have control over what the viewer
0: sees.
2: That's a really good way of approaching it.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, thanks. So obviously you two collaborate well together. I've always been impressed with the tone Of your books. I feel like they can be really funny, surreal, and always chilling. Like there's always a sinister bit, especially in Ice Cream Man. And so, I guess, how do you go about establishing the tone of a series with something like Art Brute, which is different from Ice Cream Man? Or, I guess, what tools do you use to do that?
1: that's all, Martine. I write these really nice, lovely, positive stories. And then he's like, no, we need to make it darker and more depressing. And I'm like, all right, if, if that's what you want me to do, let's, I'll rewrite it. Um, no, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm afraid of doing too much self-analysis. I think any writer, um, especially like in the comics world, you start to make enough comics and try to figure out what you're Voices, what your point of view is. Um, and, you know, I, over time, I realized that the, um, and this is actually sort of directly addressed in the next issue of Ice Cream Man that we have coming out. Um, when I was a, a kid, I thought I would write certain types of comics and certain types of stories. And I figured that's what I would end up doing, you know, maybe as a hobby, maybe as a profession. And then, as a, when I started to do it for real, um, a kind of different voice and a different point of view came out, and that you know, sort of uh, humor, darkness, cynicism, surrealism uh, is what kind of floated to the top as I started to become more and more confident in you know making something for other people to read. So for me, it's just like over time, it, it turns out that's that's what my interests are. That's what my voice is. Um, I don't only have so much control over that, you know, and you try to follow what you're interested in to finish a story or start a story or, or, or pick up something new. So, um, yeah, I just kind of landed here. Um, you know, I'm not sure how long for how long uh, people are going to want to be depressed uh, by Ice Cream Man stories. But uh, the fact that we're still doing it, you know, uh, five years later is
0: pretty, pretty amazing to me. So. It is cool. I think Ice Cream Man gets under your skin a little bit. I'm not going to lie. After every Ice Cream Man issue, I was like, "Oof, that might be the one like that. That might be the last one. And then <laughs> e- like literally every month around the time that it's supposed to come out. I'm like, did I miss one? I was like, I got to see what's going on in Ice Cream Man. And so I was like, it's next week, actually. I was like, they time these perfectly. <laughs> I I am exactly who you're selling to but
1: and I, and I'm, I'm kind of with you there you could probably if you started to analyze like the cadence of the stories you can identify when my brain was like oh I'm tired of writing such dark stuff I need something a little bit funnier in here um, <laughs> and then we'll have like you know like a slightly lighter issue and then I'll get that out of my system and be like all right let's go back to something sad and then <laughs> kind of get that out of my system and then be like oh that was really sad let me do something. Uh, a little bit different now um, so yeah I'm kind of with you there where, uh, every time I finish a script I'm like god that I can't I can't do that again that was too upsetting um, and then and then I do it <laughs> So,
0: <laughs> I mean you two have a real nice one two punch there where you'll write something that ruins my day and then Martine will draw something that 15 days later will be like oh shit I just remembered that drawing oh man <laughs> <That's> brutal <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that's also the, um, you know, I'm sure every person you have on this podcast talks about this, but just the nature of collaboration and comics, Martine and I have been working long enough together where, um, there's a kind of, uh, unspoken language we have where we're just sort of understanding, uh, what the other person means, what they're probably going to do, um, still with enough room to sort of surprise each other sometimes. But, um, you know, to kind of start with like a, a kind of oh, like I, I think I know, I think I know something Martine would like to do and how he he might approach this, um, and then to work from there. Um, that just comes with time and working together. So, uh, and probably for Martine too in terms of drawing. Like, you know, you, you a, a comic artist reads a script and has to try to parse what the comics writer is saying and what they're trying to communicate to the artist. Um, sometimes, in my case, it will be very sort of explicit directions or images, um, and then in other cases, it's just like, oh, here's this guy in the background, his hand is up. Um, and so you kind of learn just over time that give and take of when you want to really try to be specific about your imagery, and then when you kind of take a step back and let someone like Martine, who's trained in visual storytelling, do the thing that he's good at doing, so...
0: Absolutely. Oh,
1: do you, have, do you have anything to add to that,
3: Martín? No, the last part, I'm sorry, but the last part was was a bit like uh, uh, a bit choppy. Yeah, a little bit choppy, so I didn't listen to the last part. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> um, That's OK. I,
1: I, was, I wasn't listening to myself, so it's <laughs> totally fine. <laughs>
3: It's
0: um, uh, something that interests me in what you just said, Will, was that you two surprise each other. So maybe, uh, Martin, when was the last time you felt surprised looking at one of these scripts and excited to, to figure it the out? Last,
3: the last ice cream man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the the previous one, the one before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, mostly, uh, I, I'm I'm always surprised by the tone. I don't know what to expect. To expect with every issue, but uh, we always talk about what the issue is about before. So I have my idea. Sometimes I see Will changes it be, uh, from when he tell me what is what is what it is about until the one he finally writes. But uh, yeah. Uh, I'm always surprised and, and and sometimes I go like, oh come on, you cannot make me draw this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that happened with issue thirty two and, 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 and many before that. But uh sometimes uh issues like uh thirty surprised me too because it was like uh I felt it was like a lighter horror story in comparison to what we we were doing. And the one before that was Will's funeral, so it was like really hard <laughs> to draw that, you know. It was, it was, um, and then issue, for example, issue thirty-first was I cried when I finished reading the script for the first time because it's something that uh, I'm a father of of three daughters, so it was something that always bothers my mind. It's like, okay, I'm going to die one day and my daughters will be still living. Hopefully that goes that way, And but I will leave them alone. And, and that was, it's like really left a void in my chest. And uh, when I read the script, I was like, oh, come on. And I cried and it was emo- an emotionally tough issue to draw. But, uh, but, but I was happy with the outcome, and, and I think every ice cream man issue is like that. And probably, I don't want to spoil anything. But Art Root has many parts. I f- I felt that way too. I remember feeling that way too. Drawing things that are uh, hard in an emotionally sense. So, yeah, I cannot be re- too relaxed with Will. You know, it's like. A, I'm always dealing with, with heavy stuff, <laughs> and I'm happy about it because it. I think it's uh, it, it helps uh, me putting more uh, feeling in into the drawing. You know, instead of drawing, I don't know, like probably a, a sci-fi story or a regular sci-fi stories. Like I'm always putting too much feeling into the drawings, and 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 I'm happy about that. It's it's tough sometimes, but but it's great too. You know, a little cathart- catharsis. You kind
0: of get to put the dark feelings out onto the page every once in a while.
1: <laughs> That's what, I mean, a lot of people, uh, I mean, not a lot of people, but the people that do meet me um, are always kind of surprised that um, I think I'm a pretty normal dude um, with a pretty good sense of humor. Uh, I think a lot of people expect me to, like, dress in all black. Um, and be super serious or something because of the the nature of some of these stories. But um, as you kind of said, getting it all out there on the paper, the the, the art, the comics have become the place that's reserved for that part of me. You know, I don't have to carry that around in my day-to-day. I have an outlet for it and a place to play with it and talk about it. Um, And then in my day-to-day life, I can, you know, just sort of be a goofball and play with my daughter and um, not be so uh, morose as some of the the, both the Arproot and the Ice Cream Man episodes uh, or issues might suggest.
2: Yeah, you don't have to carry around a bunch of bugs with you at all times, you know, just handing them out and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I I don't like bugs. So there you go. I say, hey, he didn't say that. He might carry the bugs and be a jolly know. Right? you know, <laughs> cracking a joke and then hand you a cockroach, you know.
3: <laughs> Reminds me of Ricardo's, but I, I shouldn't say it probably.
0: <laughs> so, Evan, do you want to talk a little bit before this? You mentioned talking about Darkwing and some marvel work oh yeah i, I was just
2: that. uh i was praising martine's work before you he got here because i was uh looking back at uh nighthawk which was um, the first time i was introduced to your work um mm. so i i didn't have too much to say just i wanted to ask really um what is like the difference really in working with like a bigger publisher like uh marvel and then coming over to image and i know you've spent like a lot more time uh, on the india side of things I want to know if you yeah. really felt that difference.
3: Yes, what I can tell, at least uh, f- from my point of view, the, the, the experience I had, for example, with Marvel, uh, is like uh, I always did um, feelings. So I was like replacing another artist. So uh, never quite felt uh, I was doing my thing instead. Of, I, I, Anyway, I, I was doing my style and I was trying to be myself as an artist. That, that, of course, is like that. But uh, it, it was not my project, the project I developed with them. So I always felt like, uh, like you know, uh, I was doing it because they probably saw something similar in my style that Ramon Bichalovos, who was the, the, the regular artist. And then, so it's like, I I... I I was handed the script. I did the art, turn it back, and I didn't even spoke with David Walker, for example. So it's it's not how I used to work, how I usually work. So that that was kind of strange. I think, uh, but I think that, and then I did many feelings for them. But it was like, look, we have a week. Can you do ten pages in a week? Yeah, I can. So I I received that usually happens in the summer. So I guess artists over there are, are uh, more relaxed and, and don't meet deadlines. So they start calling people they have on folder. And I the, the next the, the, uh, the following year when I did Nighthawk, I did like four or five fillings of 10 pages or so half an issue. Like I did four or five of them in July and August. And uh, then I wasn't approached by Marvel again until the next summer. When I was already doing ice cream man, and she could fly, and I said I cannot do it. I don't. I don't have the time. But I guess uh, that is my experience, and it's not. Uh, it, it wasn't uh, really great in terms of working with a writer, with a colorist, or you know. So, but I think that may change the day I do. Uh, I, I do a project with a writer and start it from from zero. You know, it's it. It, it was. I, I felt it different in that way and and what was uh like um hard in a way it was like um when i was a teenager i was a marvel fan so it was always like a milestone in my career i, I one day i may maybe i draw for marvel and uh i did uh, that uh, those uh, Nighthawk issues and then the editor Left Marvel, she was uh, Katie Kubert. She left Marvel like a week after I finished the second issue, and I said, "Oh, I lost my my contact there. You know, it's like it's going to be tougher to get more work." But then the next summer, I I received more work, but nothing happened after that. So the the following year, I said, "I'm I'm busy and, and I cannot do more." But maybe one day I go back there and do something. I don't know, like more in my style or work a project from zero with, with a writer or hope, hopefully with Will. and, uh, and, and uh, Who knows? Maybe, maybe know. DC Comics. You never know. Uh, we don't know. And, uh, and uh, I, I don't know, but it's not like I had a, like a bad experience or anything. It's just it was work and it was great and it was great working for Marvel, but I don't know. Maybe there's some new in the future or not. I don't know. I, I didn't work for DC before. I did I just did a short for Vertigo, so I don't know how things are there. but
1: We've uh, we've made this joke before, but um, to tie it sort of back into art Brute here, uh, <laughs> Martine has drawn Nighthawk and then in a later episode of uh, or a later issue of Art Brute, he draws uh, Edward Hopper's uh, nighthawks. Nighthawks at the diner. Um, oh.
3: <laughs> so he is well versed in many different types of nighthawks. So <laughs> I should do like a like a realistic drawing of a, I don't know like a hawk in the night or something like that. Or is, is...
1: <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come up I'll come up with more nighthawks for him. Martin draw, Morastron,
3: <laughs> his many nighthawks. Thank hauls.
2: you will doing the
1: Lord's
3: <laughs>
2: work
0: and all that. <laughs> Oh, Dallas, you're muted, just so you know. Oh, good. It's okay. It was a dumb joke, but... I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with Art Brute, the, we were able to read the first four issues. Is this something that you're intending to make a an ongoing series? Should it prove popular? Is there a finite story here? What's the plan with Art Brute?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that uh, qualifier you gave is pretty much... The key. Um, and you know, you hate to be so uh, numbers and, and metrics about it, but um, we would love to tell more of that story. I mean, our schedules are, are very busy, but I think we would find the time. Um, but the big test is to see if people really who can now finally be, um, you know, exposed to it who perhaps missed it before, which I have a feeling is most of the image readership. Um if they're into it, then um, that would warrant, you know, which we'll know if they're into it by sales and FOC numbers and all that boring stuff. Um, so I think if it goes well, we, we would love to uh, tell more and kind of um, put a point on the story, you know, do another four, do another eight, um, where we kind of tell something complete that isn't kind of uh, left on a cliffhanger. So.
0: I mean, that's exciting for me to hear. I will publicly shame any listeners of this. I want more of this. So buy <laughs> oh, Thank it. you. Um, thank you. I guess my probably my final question, and then if Evan's got anything, but what about the tone of Art Brute makes you so excited? You've got Ice Cream Man, which obviously is, it seems like it's going to be continuing for the foreseeable future. What about Art Brute excites you to continue it that you're not getting from Ice Cream Man? Uh, for me,
1: it's a bit of, uh, and I'm not really good at um, genres and, and understanding them uh, so discreetly. Um, you know, the the big sort of dirty secret about me is that I don't read horror books or watch horror movies. I don't know anything about horror, but Ice Cream Man gets kind of uh, lopped into this horror genre. And so... Um, you know, a lot of people think that I'm like, oh, like, what do you think about this horror thing? I'd be like, I've never seen it. I don't like being scared. I don't expose myself to that. Um, art Brood, on the other hand, is more like a kind of like an international thriller, it winds up being. But with all these fantasy and and uh, also kind of pedantic art history. I did my homework sort of aspects to it. Um So it's just kind of it's got some horrific moments, certainly, but it's just got a totally different vibe. Um, You know, and I think if, if it had, if comics were placed like the way uh, fiction is in different, you know, sort of genre sections of a bookstore, um, I think our brute would be probably placed in like the mystery thriller section. Um, Whereas, you know, Ice Cream Man, I guess would probably be put in the, horror or or too weird to define a uh, section
3: um
1: so yeah it's just it's fun it's a completely different vibe it's it's our voice i think and our shared vision but um with a little bit of a different flair to it
0: i like that how about you Martine? Uh,
3: for me it would be a what more what is most appealing to me is developing characters. It's like, I, I kind of fall in love with the characters or, 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 you know, um, um, uh, so I, I, I always, we, we always fail the same. Like we were sad. We couldn't do more of them. Arthur money. And, uh, and, and the idea of doing more of it, tell more stories about them is, is what really attracts me. Um, um, I don't know. I can say that when, when it ended, we said, like I w- we were really sad. We, we couldn't do more. You know, it's it's like we always wanted to. Uh, luckily, Ice Cream Man happened because of that. But uh, but yeah, now I, I I see them and I and I feel like I want to tell more stories with this, with these characters. You know, uh, um, I, I think that is what is what attracts me more. About drawing comics is that you know you you have a character you can develop it you can tell a story about him, uh, um, and I think that is what 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 most appeals to me in terms of art brut in, in in telling their story. Of course, in Ice Cream Man it's different because we have different characters on every issue. But I I I have this. Uh, uh, Recurrent uh, feeling, uh, recurrent uh, situation in which I place many characters in the backgrounds of every issue because, you know, I want to keep telling their story too. <laughs> you get, you put all your
0: friends in the back. Cause-
3: yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, like the guy from issue three, uh, the musician, the one-hit wonder. It's like I drew yeah. I, I him like I don't know, like ten times already in a dinner. He's always sad, <laughs> and that is sad too. But well. I don't know. I don't tell much of his story. It's just he's sitting there looking at nothing. I don't know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talking about characters actually ties into my last question. I wanted to ask um, what, because we're returning obviously to Art Bird, so what was it about Art and like Margot and these characters that you guys really fell in love with that made you want to keep telling more and more stories with them?
1: For me, it's like um, I mean, I I love all the characters but uh, Manny the Mannequin um, I feel like just runs away with the show. Um, you know, I I think in four issues of Art Brood, he already earned his own full spinoff series, and uh, they should make lunchboxes and thermoses and backpacks with his face on them. Um, yeah,
2: Baby Manny, you know the whole shebang.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean they're you know, and this is where things sort of um kind of cross over a little bit with ice cream man is that, you know, uh, art brute is largely, um, a story about mental health and how creating art and being around art can affect that for both better and for worse. Um, so there's some commonalities there between the things that we talk about in ice cream man and the things that the kind of art brute addresses, um, Margo, you know, just kind of like, a. A classic, like shoulder to the wheel, detectives type head of a weird agency that doesn't exist, um, you know. But uh, kind of never stopping, never giving up, and then um, yeah, just a uh, uh, Manny being a, a seven foot mannequin in a beret um, who just says the most wonderful things. Um, so uh, he actually and you guys haven't seen this yet, in the backup story for issue two. Um, he has, I think, my favorite line of the whole series. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's just, uh, that I think, you know, I don't want to credit ourselves too much, but after we did our work and tried to bring the thing to life, that these people are do seem alive on the page and they seem interesting enough to kind of want to follow from one point to the next. So I think we, we did our job there um, and we especially did our job with, manny the mannequin i would definitely say take all the
2: credit you can like you guys are being very humble but you guys knocked it out of the park both with ice cream man and this i thought i had a great time with both i continue to love ice cream man i love crying and being depressed with it i love smiling with it so definitely don't be humble right now you could boast all you need to this is a safe space for you Um. (laughs) <laughs> uh, thanks yeah
1: and, and my wife my wife's out of the house so i can finally start to say things without <laughs> her giving me a, a dirty look from across the room but uh, exactly no. walk around the house we, like,
0: we, i'm fantastic <laughs>
1: we we try to keep it real the the work is what matters and we 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 just want to keep doing it so
0: i like that a lot um martin do you have anything you want to say about what you fell in love with with the characters before we go
3: uh no probably probably well money is obviously is is, is he's <laughs> awesome and uh, and I love art I love the, this difference between when he's in in the real world and he's inside the world in the canvas you know the world inside the canvas so this difference he he's like a a, a really um, a focused guy is inside of art and outside he's he he, he has a lot of trouble with with uh, mental health and and all and, and that kind of uh, 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 dichotomy. Dichotomy, can you say? I, I I'm not sure. Yeah, if you dichotomy. Are, dichotomy yep. is, is, it's really great to me because I always feel like I want to help him. You know, he's always desperate when he's in the real world, and then I, I like that that a uh, thing with him. Because it's like he's in two different states, from one page to the other. You know, I don't have like a like a midterm, and and, and I don't know. Like that is that is awesome, but uh, always the feeling that I want to help him. I, I don't know how to say it. He's always looking desperate when he's outside of it. So that that is, I don't know. What I like of him the most, poor guy. I, I I'm saying like I, I enjoy when he's uh, desperate, but. <laughs> but <laughs> It's like a drawing, so it's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So, yeah, again, I would just like to encourage our listeners to go out and pick up, obviously, Ice Cream Man if you haven't, but most importantly with this, Art Brute number 1, we've read the first four issues. And Evan literally texted me after finishing (laughs) them, oh my gosh, the cliffhanger of issue 4. So... (laughs) You guys, you got to know what happens next. So we got to get out and show up for these guys. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah. All
0: right. This has been another episode of the Comics Collective. Thank you and see you next time.
3: Bye.